This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hello and welcome to the Love strangers a swindon town fan podcast with me rich pullen proudly sponsored by the stfc official supporters club rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside beautiful play that is that what a good shot Hello, we're back again in the second episode because we talk too much. Um, this segment of the end of season review is very much talking about the players. Still with me is Ben and Connor. Hello, Ben. Hello, Rich. Hello, Connor. When can I see my family again? <laughs> <laughs> wow, there will be a ransom at some point, I'm sure. Let's talk about the well. The way I decided to do the player ratings this year were players that played at least five times in all competitions over the season. So the ungraded players were Dan Ballard, Tamani Diagaraga, Sidi Sunoko, Jermaine McGlashan, Jacob Bancroft, Ralph Graham, Will Henry, Marcus Eiffel and Joe Romanski. You know, four of those players did feature. Dan Ballard would have almost certainly been a regular feature for Swindon if it wasn't for injury. Uh, Diagaraga and Sunoko McGlashan appeared in the cup competitions. But no major surprises, really, Ben, that these guys, other than Dan Ballard's, left during the season. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, they did what they could do. But sadly, even though a lot of the loans worked pretty well, 
Adam May was not one that was was perfect and even didn't even get included in the end of season sort of loan video that the club did. So that probably sums up best how he did. And the other ones were, you know, little youth players that that really get a a proper look in. So, so yeah, as you said, no real surprises there. Little youth players, little slugs. (laughs) (laughs) They're younger than me. They're little. (laughs) Don't. Um, Okay, then. So... Players that were ungraded who are still at the club. So Taylor Curran played four times in all competitions, so just misses out. But he did get a medal, Connor. Fair play to him, because he was in the squad for the majority of the season. Yeah, he was. He, he pretty much uh, he, he could have played um, a lot more than he did. I think there, there were times as well where he, where he didn't use substitutes, where he kind of fought like especially in the ones where you're a couple of goals ahead, like give the guy minutes and get him some experience. But um, by the sounds of it, um, he's learned a lot from the season, takes a lot forward and uh, will be looking to kick on next season. So um, hopefully for him and for Swindon, that does happen. Cameron McGill played twice. Ben um, was spent a lot of that time out on loan. He's very optimistic that he'll get his chance to prove himself next season but it's going to be very very tough in his position yeah definitely centre midfield is, is pretty stacked even if the players that don't um, sign the new contracts are given to but if they all do then they could be like of Doughty Rose Grant Lydon uh, Palmer that he's got to get in ahead of so definitely going to be difficult for Cameron McGill but um, even if we don't give him an official rating I think we can give him uh, definitely a B or, or maybe even an A for his exploits during the coronavirus pandemic keeping us all entertained with the various games of FIFA and my goodness, that seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when lockdown was at its peak, uh, trying to get us through that. But uh, thanks, Cameron. I think that killed uh, 20 minutes a day for, for a bit uh, during uh, the, the early stages of lockdown. Harry Parsons, I believe, returns to the youth squad. He played in the Football League trophy. And we still expect um, to have Toby Holland, Anthony Cheshire, Mas Giamatti, Luke Haynes and Archie Matthews in the setup. But Matt Palmer also goes ungraded because he only played four minutes for Swindon during the season. He played 90 minutes against Swindon for Bradford just before he joined. That one appearance and he got a medal, Connor. Lovely stuff. That is efficiency. And uh, I don't think we can complain uh, too much about that. I mean, the amount of times that I've done something very, very minimal and I've wanted credit for it and I've not been given it. I can't complain if uh, Matt Palmer gets a medal after four minutes of work. So, um, yeah. I mean, on a serious level, obviously, he, was, he, he would have been part of uh, of the squad for those, those sort of um, decisive few weeks at the end of the season. So, although maybe he didn't play uh, that much of a role on the pitch, potentially um, he slotted in well with the other players and uh, we'll have a good season next year. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him play properly, but um, there was not enough in that game against Scunthorpe to really judge him on. Um, so I think it's fair to not grade him. I want to make it absolutely clear that I am celebrating a medal for four minutes work. It's the right reaction, so I can't blame you. <laughs> OK, then let's talk about the players that we are grading. So we're doing it in the academic sense, you know, A star all the way down to F. You wouldn't expect many poor grades, but we've got that misery guts, Ben uh, making the grades and Connor coming in. So who knows what we're going to get well I know but let's see we'll start with the goalkeepers Ben you're going to start with Luke McCormick now let's go with the grades first so Ben what did you grade without without explaining 
why. What grade did you give Luke McCormick? Yeah, I think if you called me in misery, I'll probably add at the beginning the, the context. I think if you give everyone an A for having a very good season, then uh, then there is no true A given that you, if you're if you're grading people. So I think I think a, a lot of these players, um, probably McCormick included, I gave a grade that. Uh, you know, wasn't that they could have improved something, but generally in terms of their contribution to the squad, that's probably in the, like a top band, a middle band, and a, a second best sort of band. So McCormick gets a, a C for me. I'm not saying that he was a, a bang average goalkeeper. I'm sure if if he was playing the the full season, Sunderland probably still have got promoted. Maybe not champions. Maybe maybe um maybe not. We'll we'll, we'll never know the answer to that. But I think he gets a C because he was a pretty solid goalkeeper for the opening couple of months. Uh, you know, made it made a handful of errors, but certainly not. Certainly not a catalogue, but I think Bender made the difference in terms of being the main goalkeeper. So a very steady C for McCormick, I think, is a fair grade to begin with. Now, Connor, considering I asked him just for the grade, uh, you will not see your family again um, today. <laughs> what grade did you give Luke McCormick? I mean, I thought you said that Ben was being harsh. I've given him a D uh, rather than a C. OK, my question, <laughs> my question to you then, Connor, and indeed to to uh, Ben as well because Luke McCormick played 15 times over the season what did he do wrong? For me it's not necessarily what he did wrong I think it's just that um, because there were, I, I didn't want to just give everyone a really positive uh, mark so even if they played well um, but just weren't like a key player for us I don't I kind of ruled them out from getting an A maybe a B um, so then it was it was just looking at uh wanting to give a range so I didn't want to give just like really positive happy happy uh, grades to everyone and I just think that I would potentially have given him a C for sort of doing a decent job over the 15 games that he had but then because there was such a huge improvement I think in the goalkeeping situation once Bender came in um, I think I just kind of dropped him down to to that D because um, I think C would have been par for like um, for the 15 games but because Bender then had uh, was so, so much better um, in his performances. I just dropped it down a little bit, but yeah, it's not really a reflection too much on him. It's just more uh, how I've graded it. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he had a bad season or anything, but uh, you can't you can't hand out marks too easily uh, these days. So yeah, <laughs> clearly not. And um, we'll move on to Stephen Bender, who played twenty seven times over the season. Yeah, Stephen Bender gets a B for me. Like I said. Uh, there's nothing really that stands out in terms of he could have done this to get an A, and that applies to most people that don't get an A. But you know, like I said, I've, I've given everyone sort of bands, so the creme de la creme are A's. That's the next batch of people are B's, and, and so on and so forth. And I've only got one D, so that's how that's how nice I've been during this. But yeah, Stephen Bender gets a B, so I don't think he was real player of the year candidate, but certainly he was a key man and and a definite upgrade on McCormick, and and, and did very well in the vast majority of games. Didn't make too many errors that stand out. Um, I, I don't think he's been as good as perhaps the, the likes of Fodringham but certainly he was a very very good League 2 goalkeeper and will have a very good career and could even be Swansea's number one given the, their goalkeeper at the moment is on loan and their, their backups aren't that great so I think Stephen Bender could really have a good career and go on but in terms of his performance in the Swindon shirt he was uh, he's got a B for me because he wasn't the player of the year um, awards nominee really but he was certainly in the next batch of, of very good players this season. Connor would you agree? Um, I pretty much agree with a lot of the reasonings that Ben has got. I gave him an A uh, because I would consider him as part of the Player of the Year um, nominees. And the only reason why I wouldn't would be because he didn't start the season, so he didn't play the whole way through. That's not something that was in in his control. So um, I I gave him an A. um, And it was just good to have a a German at Swindon after so many years of hurt. 
why was Stephen Bender a potential candidate for player of the season? What what did he do? Because I can think of a few saves, but I, I can't think of that sort of... I mean, Northampton, the save that, he, he, that I gave him save of the season for, which he scooped from the top corner, you know, it's probably just a routine save. But, you know, I've seen goalkeepers just stay static and watch it go in. Why? Because the advert went with him, I believe, over over Rob Hunt in their candidates, didn't they? I think. Um, what was it that made him a candidate? I mean, I think for me... Um... Most games, there are at least one or two sort of decent saves that you would would notice. Obviously, he wasn't a very busy goalkeeper. And then potentially just the fact that he was quite good uh, with the ball at his feet um, made me feel a little bit more secure um, in terms of the distribution from the back, which obviously there were some games where um, the conditions kind of necessitated that he wasn't as effective as he maybe could have been. Um, But I think generally speaking... um, he added a lot to the way that we built from the back just just by being there, which is maybe something that you can't really point to specific moments. But it's just the overall impression is I didn't really feel that much that we were going to concede. And uh, yeah, defensively, I think we, we ended up becoming quite good after at the start of the season, um, leaking goals a little bit here and there. Um, so um, for me, it's just... Overall, he was very he was very consistent. I can maybe only think of a couple of games here or there where um, I maybe thought he could have done a little bit better. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for such a young player coming in on loan, um, I think if you if you bring that level of consistent performance, uh, you should definitely be included um, in the conversation at least. But equally, there are a lot of players that could be included in that conversation as well. Well, both goalkeepers were rewarded for their troubles with medals at the end of the season. We'll move to the defenders now. We'll start with Dion Donoghue, who played six times, six games in a row. He played every minute of those games over October and early November. Um, He played in the 1-1 draw against Plymouth. That was his debut. He played in that complete performance against Crawley away and he played his last game was in that farcical conclusion at Cheltenham Town in the FA Cup where Swindon scored in injury time and then conceded in injury time Ben what grade did you give yeah another standard C from me again not, nothing that stands out in terms of he could have done this better apart from maybe uh, not have a, a checkered personal history that, that ended with him leaving the club but certainly his on-pitch performances are, are what gets him a C and he's a very capable left back and, and useful to run his team, but I think given he was only here for about a month and a half, I couldn't give him too high. But certainly, um, when he was here, he was a more than capable left back and, and did his job in, in getting promotion. So yeah, I think a, a steady C is a, is a decent enough grade for Dion Donahue. Yeah, I mean, in terms of performances while he was here, he definitely could have got an A if you were just basing it on only those six games, maybe a B. But uh, I've given him a C overall just because he wasn't there for really long enough to give such a positive grade to. So um, it was kind of about par. Um, he, he had an important impact in those games that he was he was there. Um, really impressed me in the games that I saw him. But um, I, yeah, I don't think you can really get above a C if you're not playing very often. Tyler Reed arrived Swindon with an impressive education, playing for some pretty darn good academy setups. He had a tough time on loan at Newport County, but he joined Swindon on a two-year deal in the summer. He played eight times in all competitions. Ben, what'd you go for? 
Yeah, spoiler alert. This is my one uh, D, and it's the uh, the lowest grade that I've that I've that I've given out. I think it's not again too harsh on on Tyler's performances as a footballer for Swindon because when he played, he was okay. He wasn't wasn't bad. Nothing particularly special, but he he, he did fine. But I think this is more that I think he arrived as one of Richie Williams' first signings in the summer. Obviously, he knew him from Man United's academy, and there was a lot of expectation. Certainly from from me, I thought he'd be our starting right back given he signed so early, and, and Richie Williams knew him, but. He quickly found himself out of the pecking order in pre-season, and Rob Hunt got the spot ahead of him um, for the first game and never looked back. And then you know Tyler Roos loan at Wrexham didn't go brilliantly over, so he's he's got another year on his contract to, to to work his way back into the fold. But there's a lot of competition at fullback if everyone signs the contracts offered to them. So I wouldn't say I think failure would be too harsh, but, but I think if you, if you Richie Williams has been given a lot of credit for the signings he's made, and if you're going to say that one didn't really quite work or hasn't worked yet Tyler Reid would be one of them so he's uh, he's got a D for now but hopefully next season he he kicks on gets gets into the first team fold and, and hopefully he's a more crucial member than he was than he was last season Connor Tyler Reid didn't really get a run it was very much a case of where he put in a performance that wasn't good enough he really did struggle to get that next chance and a lot of his appearances do coincide with some difficult results for Swindon what did you give him I also gave him a D pretty much for the exact reasons that Ben outlined there. Um, I think he's a, I was expecting quite a good uh, season from him. Um, obviously, for various reasons, injury and form, uh, that didn't quite happen. He didn't play too many games in the end. Um, so I can't really give him more than a D based on um, how I've uh, tried to uh, judge this. But fingers crossed, uh, he, I mean, he obviously looks like a talented player. So hopefully next season um, he'll be able to build on that. Yeah, it, it just didn't work out this season exactly as he'd have wanted. But obviously, once the pandemic's over, it'll be a new slate for him. In October, Gab Zakuani signed on a free transfer. Um, Imagine to shore up what was already becoming an injury-prone defence, or we've been very unlucky with injuries. He came in with loads of experiences, played eight times during his short stay at Swindon before leaving in January and then going into the National League with Dagenham and Redbridge. Ben, what'd you give him? It's another C for me. Again, so, same sort of reasons as Donny here. He didn't really put a foot wrong while he was at the club, but, but wasn't here for, for long, really, and was released you know, around Christmas time when his very short contract came to an end. So, so yeah, another sturdy you know, sort of 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10 player that did what needed what was needed of him. But you couldn't put him in the category of, you know, the star man of the season. But um, but while he was here, he was a perfectly capable centre-back and, and did what was required. I gave him a D, uh, largely based on the same kind of reasons why I've handed out a D so far. Like, uh, he didn't play in a huge amount of games. And then, like you say, we, he did play in some of the more difficult times of the season. So um, I'm kind of thinking maybe that was a little bit harsh. Maybe I should have given him a C because he was kind of thrown in uh, on not much notice and had to play some difficult a difficult run of games after we'd lost a lot of our defence to injury. Um, but equally, I don't think he really did anything that made him stand out. Like, I can't really think of a standout moment or a standout game from, from him. So, um, yeah, a C slash D borderline. He seemed very popular with the with the squad as well during his time at Swindon, which goes a long way. He got his own song from the fans, which is always nice going for him. And there's a good video of the, the squad out for their Christmas do, um, wherever that was, and they're singing Gab Zakawani's song. So, yeah, definitely a, a well-liked presence in and around the changing room and by fans as well. But, but yeah, I think I think Connor and I have been fair and giving him a, a lowish to middling grade because he just wasn't here for that long. 
Well, Romani Edmonds Green was essentially his replacement when he arrived on loan from Huddersfield Town. He ended up playing nine times for Swindon, scoring once in that 1-1 draw away at Carlisle. He got a medal. Ben, what grade does he get? Uh, another C from me, another one of a long list of players that were good while they were here, but mainly due to the coronavirus pandemic rather than his contract. Uh, didn't play loads of games because you know the, the season ran out. So uh, arrived in January, did what he did, a good enough job, replaced you know the likes of Zakawani that had left uh, a month or two earlier and scored a nice goal at Carlisle, uh, very well-taken goal. But yeah, it wasn't the, one of the standout players, but again, perfectly capable and did what he was supposed to do at centre-back. So, um, yeah, another sturdy save for Romani Edmonds Green. Connor, I will always confess that I wasn't convinced by Edmonds Green during the early games. He had a very difficult debut, which I do acknowledge was very tough indeed on that Newport County pitch. And I remember seeing him play against Exeter in that hugely important game. He was a little bit shaky in the first half as well. Again, there was the weather aspect, but he was really finding his feet during the latter stages. What grade did you give him? I gave him a B. Um, I mean, I actually, I would maybe even go as far as to say I wouldn't agree. Obviously, I can't really speak about the Newport game because I wasn't there myself and didn't see it. Um, but um, from some, a couple of the early home games, um, I was really impressed. I remember at Port Vale, I, some people weren't too happy, but I, I quite liked the kind of all-action centre-half kind of uh, job that he did. Um, I thought he was was pretty good. Um, and uh, it's hard to tell if he was really comfortable on the ball or just quite confident. Um, but uh, yeah, he... For me, he did a really good job of uh, of defending in in a couple of those games. So, I, yeah, for me, it was a, he got a B overall, just because I kind of had, had expected him to kind of fulfil that kind of the, well the role that Dan Ballard would have played at the start of the season, the role that kind of I guess Sakuani did of just kind of being the guy to kind of fill out the bench or uh, kind of appear here and there. Um, but actually, he uh, he ended up forming quite a good partnership with. Uh, Audrey um, at the back uh, for a couple of those crucial games at the end of the season. So I, I think without him, we wouldn't have got over the line in the way that we did. Um, and for that reason, I gave him the grade that I did. Dion Conroy returned from injury and was made captain by Richie Wellens in the summer. It started very well for him. He was dominant and played 11 times before that injury against Newport County in the opening minutes of the game. Talking to the squad like I have over the last few months, it shows how much they rate and respect Dion. I gave Dion Conroy a B. I think he definitely would have got an A if he was fully fit for the whole season. He did very well during those opening couple of months, but sadly, you know, the relapse of a, another serious injury for him, you know, curtailed the season even earlier than than the season was officially curtailed. But uh, but yeah, I think because he wasn't um, you know a regular in terms of because he, he was injured quite early on. I couldn't give him any higher than a B, but when he was playing, he was he was very good, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for you know coming back from a serious injury and, and being that crucial figure because a lot of players get that sort of injury and and never the same. But Dion Conroy, you never would have noticed he's had it um, before, and never mind quite a few times like he has in his earlier career. So deserves all the credit in the world for for coming back and doing well. But sadly, only playing um, you know for a couple of months does limit him to a B um, for me. Connor, would you agree? Yeah, I mean he was a it was an A. Uh, for the performances that he made during those 11 games on the pitch. Unfortunately, uh, obviously, he, he did miss most of the season. So it's uh, it's not knocking down his his uh, performances, but just in terms of overall importance over the season, I think 
I gave the A's to a few other players. But yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, once he's made a full recovery, he'll be back for another A of a season. Well, Edmonds Green got a medal. Dion Conroy, of course, got a medal. And so did the next player. But he didn't play as much as he probably would have liked. So he played 13 games over the season. Most of those coming from the bench. When he did come on, especially in the latter stages, he was very, very reliable indeed. Tom Broadbent is that person. Ben, what'd you go for? It's back to a C band for Tom Broadbent. I think he had a very good season generally. I think he deserves a lot of credit for, for the role he did play, but he wasn't one of the starting centre-backs, as you said. You know, it was other Zaki Fires and Matthew Baldry on Dion Corrin when he was fit. But but Tom Broadbent is a very capable back, a, a capable backup at League Two and League One level, and he deserves a lot of credit for you know when he came in due to an injury or a couple of injuries. He, he did a, he did a good shift, but again, he wasn't you know one of the higher bands of players in terms of Player of the Season nominees or all that that band below. So a very solid C. But I haven't done you know pluses and minuses with these grades, but Tom Broadbent would certainly be the uh, the upper echelon of a C. But given I've not done pluses and minuses, it's a it's a it's a C for Tom Broadbent. Okay, and Connor, would you agree? Uh, no, I went for a B uh, for Tom Broadbent. Um, obviously, um, I guess it's kind of similar with, with the Conroy situation, actually, where most of his games, um, I'd say he was, was very good, very influential, and uh, that there were a couple of games you could point to where um, if he hadn't put in the performance that he did, then Swindon would not have got the three points that they'd won in the end. So although he didn't play every game, he was quite decisive when he was playing, um, and for that reason... He, he, he does get a B rather than a C. The next four players are the four defenders who played the most for Swindon throughout the season. We'll start with the man who led us to lead to glory in 2012. Paul Caddis played 20 games upon his return to Swindon. What would you give him? Yeah, another another positive B for me. I think a lot of people would probably want to see him in the, the A band because he did come back and was... And was you know pretty perfect in terms of how he was, but he's not quite the 2012. That probably that probably dips him a bit, but certainly a very good right back for this level still. And it's nice to see Paul Cadis back. But uh, but yeah, like, like I said, he, I don't think he was real player of the year candidate. Probably that that little um that little group behind. But certainly again, he'd be the upper scale of the B because he was a, he, he was very good and and looked very much like his old self. And so yeah, deserves a lot of credit for that. But uh, yeah, he stays on a B for me. A B seems ridiculously harsh for me, but, you know, I um, blinkered when it comes to Paul Caddis. Connor, surely he was better than a B. Yeah, he was. I've, I've given him an A. He, his performances from when he came in were fantastic from the start. And, yeah, we can't, can't penalise him, Marks, for um, not having been in the squad before then because, obviously, that wasn't his decision. So, yeah, for me, it's an A. He played enough games. And um, I can't think of any real negative games, but I can think of a lot of standout games. And I think that know-how really did help us over the line. The next player was the player that when he signed, I was like, wow, that, for League Two, that, that's quite a signing. It's Zeki Friars. He played 25 times. As was feared, injuries did get in the way of his season. He scored that one goal early on. But Ben, what did you give him? This is a, one of my more difficult decisions. I had him for a B as a long time, but then I thought, given he had such a brilliant season at centre-back when he was brought in as a left-back, um, I had to give him an A because he, he did that a little bit more than, than other players, given he had to play you know, a, a quite a lot of prolonged um, period of the season in a, 
unfamiliar-ish position. I know Woody Wellen said he wanted to play him as a centre-back if needed, but I didn't think he would actually need him there. So, so yeah, because he was at centre-back for so long and you couldn't tell if he was a left-back or a centre-back at times, and some people even thought he was a better centre-back than left-back, I'm going to give Zeki Fires an A because he deserves that for, for, playing, um, for playing so long in a position that isn't um, his natural position. Yeah, pretty much for the same reason I gave him an A. Uh, so I don't really have a huge amount more to add, but um, yeah, very impressed by him this season. Fantastic. Well, the next player played 26 times for Swindon, almost scored one goal, but it was cruelly disallowed despite the celebrations. It's Matthew Baldry, who was our vice-captain throughout the season. A B for me, again, another one I I turned for on quite a lot. Easily could have got an A, but I don't think there was mm, too much clamour for for player of the year, sort of candidacy. That's why he, he dropped into that level one, but again, would have been the upper scale of the big. He was one of the, the standout players and, and was exceptional. But um, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit again for for not being as injury prone as he was last season. He, he scored, uh, well, he played five games for MK Dons in the entirety of the season before last and, and, and the, the season just gone. He was a, a more regular presence, still picked up a few niggly injuries, but deserves a lot of credit for, for being a, a near regular um, presence in the squad. A very strong B, Connor, but I think a very harsh B. Would you agree? Yeah, Ben's wrong again. Um, <laughs> I've given him an A. Um, to use a cliche, he's just an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender. Like he's just so smooth on the ball, um, so comfortable, positionally really sound, good leadership. Um, he's exactly what you want. Um, and uh, obviously, in his pre-season interview, he said he wants to prove that he's the best defender in League Two, and then go up to League One and prove that he's one of the best defenders in League One as well. And uh, fingers crossed, he accepts the contract offer and does exactly that because. Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, he was a really, really big factor in our success this season. And uh, yeah, if people weren't considering him for player of the season, um, it's not because of his performance. It's, it's probably just because um, there are a lot of other candidates. So um, yeah, uh, any less than an A is harsh for, for my reckoning anyway. Our final defender played more minutes than any other player for Swindon during this title-winning campaign. 40 appearances, one goal, should have been two. It's Rob Hunt. Ben, Rob Hunt came in with very little fanfare. I gave him an A, but I'm sure you'll, you'll still think that was harsh, given uh, given your admiration for Rob Hunt. It's very much deserved. But uh, yeah, definitely an A band for me, because he was one of the player of the year candidates and easily could have won it, given, like you said, he came with little fanfare. I even expect him to be a backup right back, given that he was labelled as a is a versatile fullback, and I thought he'd just be like filling the numbers, and I've said that quite a few times on this podcast. But he's given the the right back uh, shirt on the first day of the season at Scunthorpe, and and never looked back, as you mentioned with with Tyler Reed. So yeah, and didn't really put a foot wrong. Had loads of assists in those opening few months, um, mainly for Doyle, but for a few other players as well. Scored the odd goal, arguably should have got two goals. Ended up with one, but that one goal was um, was a brilliant one in a big game. So so yeah, I don't think I could give anything lower than an A for Rob Hunt. Con, do you think the fact that a lot of fans said Rob Hunt is your classic 7 out of 10 player sort of was detrimental to him because he was ignored in the vote for the advertiser, which is the main player of the year award? Yeah, I mean, I put an A star for mine. Um, I think you need to add the distinction at the end that he was probably, I don't know, I mean, I'm not deciding who my player of the season is. Um because there are there are a lot of different names there, but he was he wasn't even your Mister Seven out of Ten. He was more like your Mister Eight out of Ten. Like, I think he was always one of the best players on the pitch. Um, it's not. There were some games where he was even above that level, 
there weren't that many games where he was sort of below that that even that eight out of ten. So I was uh, I was very very impressed with him, especially compared to sort of like Ben says the uh, the expectations at the start of the season and, and just the fact that he was constant throughout. He was that one constant in the defense because obviously the goalkeeper changed at one point and uh, no one else got more than twenty six appearances over the season. Um, so yeah, uh, for me uh, for that for his performances um, and just for the um, the fact that it was kind of a little bit of a surprise that he became such an important player. Um, pretty much if I was grading it out of 100, he'd be getting like a 98 or 99. The space for Frank McAvenny. Away from Parker. Not from Bruce, though. Nyholt with a shot, took a deflection, he did! Luke Nyholt has equalised for Swindon Town. And bottom of the table they may be, but they are made of stern stuff. You're listening to the Low Strangers podcast, proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Let's move to the midfielders then, and again we're going in order of how many appearances they played. So we talk about Hallam Hope now, who arrived uh, in January 2020. It was a name that had been linked to Swindon quite a bit over the year or so. He played five times for Swindon, but he did score two Goals, one of them really important, which was the one, his second goal against Exeter City, um, which put Swindon back into the lead in that game. Difficult one to really judge on because he he, he did seem to be playing and scoring and then he he fell out of favour just before lockdown. Ben, what did you give him? It's another one where I think his on-pitch performances were sort of really good level, um, but I've only given him a C purely because he didn't play that much due to you know arriving in January first off and then obviously the coronavirus uh, pandemic. So he, he gets a C for me, but again, he definitely started off brilliantly, scored two goals in his first two home games. And like you mentioned, one of them came against extra as well in that important top of the table clash. So very good performances because there was only a handful of them. I can, I can only really give him a C, but uh, definitely um, inspiring to start off with and should be a decent player next season as well, whenever that starts. <laughs> Connor, would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, I gave him a C as well. Same reasons. Um, the next player is the only midfielder who didn't get a medal that we are given a grade <laughs> to. It was a loan spell that didn't go to plan, really. He played 13 times in all competitions, scoring one goal against Chelsea under-23s before returning to Portsmouth, where he would then go out on loan again into the National League. It's Adam May. Oh boy, you know, when, when such decent grades are going out, especially in this area of the pitch, it feels almost mean, but he must be graded. Ben, what do you go for? I forgot that I uh, given May a grade, I put him down as NA, and then I got corrected by you that I had to do something. So uh, scratch that I said that Tyler Reed was, was my only D, and uh, adding that Adam May also got a D for for like reasons I said earlier, that he, he came in and most of the loans were good, but sadly Adam May didn't quite live up to the the hope that he needed to and uh, and do well. So, uh, yeah, another, sadly, a, a D for Adam May because, you know, his, his swimming career didn't really work out and his, his loan to the National League uh, didn't quite go well either. I gave him an F because I think you have, you have to give across the, the, the spectrum of the grades. Um, and, you know, unlike Tyler Reed, he's not back next season, so I don't really care what happens now. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
it's it's not that he was a bad player. I think he could still go on to have a good career, um, but it just didn't quite work out at Swindon. Um, and I, probably the, the most indicative thing is that with, for example, with Reed when he came on, I didn't really think that negatively about it. But I remember when we were chasing the game, not chasing the game, when we were trying to defend the lead against uh, Bradford um, in January, and he was the player we brought on. Um, I was kind of disappointed, and I think that that says more than uh, any words that I can really. Uh, conjure up about him but um, I hope he goes on has a good career but um, yeah I mean in terms of uh, senior players from the season I think he he probably had the the least impressive season all of the following midfielders got winners medals uh, 17 appearances before injury ended his campaign Ellis Iandolo Ben what'd you go for yeah another C for for me Iandolo again a decent season for him got more football than uh, we maybe expected but we seem to sell it every season with Iandolo he's always that player that a lot of people forget about and then he plays more regularly than, than everyone expects and had a good moment and like we mentioned on the, the previous podcast uh, he had a great moment away at Cambridge where you know he skinned Carnoll and put in a decent assist for, for a goal there so yeah a solid C for Iandolo and a season he can be very proud of despite being you know a rotational sort of player that he always seems to be yeah, I mean, for me, it was his best season in a Swindon shirt by quite a long way. So I gave him a B um, because um, he he could have turned out in those in that similar amount of games and not really done anything particularly interesting. And I probably would have given him a C. Um, so I just thought I'd bump it up to a B because uh, there were a handful of games that he really impressed me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's one of those ones where you go from um, not being particularly bothered whether a player signs a contract or not to I would actually like to see him continue. Um, for next season because uh, potentially um, he could go on and be um, a useful option to have in the squad. Next up is Danny Rose, who played 23 times over the season, scoring one goal, an important one against Crew. That satisfying finish. It was the perennial squad player over this season, Filling in where need to be. I think he even captained the side at one stage. Coming on, doing the business. Ben, what'd you give him? Another C. I think it's one of my harsher ones. I think I, I, I think it was um, it was good during the course of the season, but because he was that rotational player generally, um, and like you said, a, a perfect squad member, he, he gets another C from me. But you know, again, deserves credit for for captaining the side and scoring a crucial goal uh, against Crew and, and winning his third League Two title, which seems um, which seems incredible. So. A high C, but because I'm not doing pluses and minuses, it is a C for Danny Rose as well. Yeah, C seems harsh to me. I'm, I haven't done any gradings, but it would be a B minimum. But Connor, what do you give him? I also gave him a C, um, and maybe that yeah, I think that probably is a little bit harsh. I mean, um, he he did the job that was asked of him, um, but I guess it was kind of like one of those ones of uh, solid um, and the spectacular moments were sort of. I mean, I guess he wasn't there to be spectacular, but they they were obviously not. Um, huge uh in number but that crew moment was great uh but probably first and foremost i'm just jealous of the fact that he's able to get up at 5am consistently so uh that's uh we'll just put that down as the reason that i'm being harsh yeah amen to that uh dj came in um early on before the season started but got injured very very swiftly and missed a large portion of the the opening of the campaign but went on to play 23 times in all competitions scoring four goals and he was really kicking on in 2020 Ben what'd you go for 
it's a B for me. I think I know I've said a lot of the times that because of injury, I've given players a, a C, but I think with, with DJ, because of injury, I've given them a B. Like like you said, he, he started the season in the worst possible way. I think he only stayed because he, he played a handful of minutes in a league game prior. I think Richard Wellens wanted to terminate that loan and uh, and send it back to Norwich, given that he was up for, I think, about three to four months. But he um, he recovered around November time and, and was brilliant during that period. And, and obviously, he scored a crucial goal against Plymouth, a, a pretty untidy goal. To, uh, to start his spinning time, but when he was when he was playing, he was a very good player and kept the likes of Anderson and Willery out of the team and his grove occasionally as well. So, yeah, I think I think because he had such a difficult start and responded brilliantly, I think he can be definitely classed as part of the B group. Oh, that's an A for me. He played enough that I think that you can give him the the full grade for most of the season because obviously he uh, received some sort of among the most performances in the uh, in the team, at least in his position. Um, yeah, for me, um, he really became one of our key players um, in the most difficult month of the season. So um, for, for January and uh, Exeter alone, um, yeah, it has to be an A for me. And uh, I really would like to see him back at the club next season. Jordan Lydon was one of the early hits of the campaign, but injury prevented him from really kicking on um, to the dizzy heights that he had set, those standards that he set early on. He played 24 times, scoring that crucial winning goal at Northampton Town. Ben? It's another injury one, sadly. I think when he when he's playing, he's one of the best players in the team and, uh, and generally a fantastic player, but because he was so... In, he didn't get one, you know, really bad injury until the end, but there was a lot of, you know, hamstrings and groins and that sort of thing that kept him out for a, a week or two weeks that, you know, disrupted the flow of the team and, and Swindon wanted to play a 4-3-3 and they couldn't uh, really, when Lydon was injured, they had to go for a 4-2-3-1 uh, with, with Grant and, and Doughty. So when Lydon's in, he's fantastic and I'm, I'm really glad he's, you know, hopefully agreeing to a new contract and Swindon got that tied down because... No, he, he was out with niggly injuries quite a lot of the time. It's, it's a B for me, but he'll be a crucial player next season if he signs on. And, and good news that Swindon are you know, in talks to get him tied down for another two years or so because he will be a crucial member if he stays injury-free for a long time. Jordan Lydon's episode that we did uh, a few weeks ago, I thought he spoke really, really well. And I think he offers so much to Swindon. And uh, I gave him an A. Um, I think I probably would have given him a B based on the same reasons that Ben did had it not been for that goal at Northampton, which for me was like a season-defining moment. And for that, he gets bumped up a grade um, to an A. Um, so, yeah, really impressed with him. Hope he stays. Enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, just a, a, a very good player. The next player played 30 times for Swindon. When I spoke to him, I said, do you think it will be one of those years where the whole squad get the award? And he said, no essentially saying it was a cop-out. Well, we know why now, because he won the award. It's Anthony Grant, um, just a masterstroke of a decision to sign him at a time where we didn't really, really need him, but he proved to be a crucial member of this title-winning squad. Ben, is it a B? <laughs> no, this is back to the Player of the Year uh, candidates. Anthony Grant won two of the four awards. So, yeah, another A. And, and I'm not doing pluses, minuses or stars, uh, more importantly. So, yeah, Ant- Anthony Grant gets the highest possible grade that I was giving out. So, um, yeah, a perfect uh, player, really. I didn't think he'd be involved as much because I think I think I shared the same views that Connor did around the time he was signing that we had a lot of sentiment filters already. And he was just adding to that. And 
the reputation um, he had was like a walking yellow card and he committed a lot of silly fouls, but never really did that for Swindon either, really. He's a very disciplined um, player in the heart of the field and, and like I said, was was a candidate for many player awards and, and won two of them. So, yeah, easy, easy um, A award for Anthony Grant, even for me. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Ben had uh, had the A-star award available to him, which obviously he did, but he just decided not to use them, um, <laughs> I think he would have given an A-star based on what he said, because that's what I put as well, and it's largely the same reasons. Um, I just want to completely disavow everything I said in September 2019 about do we really need him, because, uh, yeah, it, it goes to show that that's why Richie Wellens is uh, manager of Swindon rather than Conor Garrett, and uh, I can have as many opinions as I want, but... Uh, as long as the manager's got better ones, it's fine. Yeah, he, I don't think we'd have got promoted without his signing. You have exercised the demons. Your house is now clean. You're okay. You're okay. The next. Oh, finally, I can look at myself in the mirror. Thank God. <laughs> Breath of relief. The next player played 32 times over the season, despite, again, having some injury issues. Another early favourite of the. Of the opening stages of the season it's Lloyd Isgrove another one who had a cool song Ben what'd you go for uh, a bit of a sad one for me this I think if we saw August and September Isgrove throughout it would have been an easy A and probably um, and probably among those player of the year awards candidates but because he he didn't tell off loads he didn't completely fall off a cliff but because August and September was so good and he was getting that ovation and all that, that sort of thing and towards you know, got that injury in towards October, November, December, January. He was, he wasn't quite his full self. And Richie Wellens made a point of bringing him off um, quite early into the second half in one game. And he'd always come in on how he needs more from his Grove. I dropped him down to a B, but but um, like I said, if if he got August, September, his Grove for the entire season, it would have been a very easy A. But um, dropped down to a B because he, he slightly tailed off uh, towards the end. Connor, would you agree that Lloyd Isgrove succumbed to climate change as well? I mean, climate change is going to affect all of us in different ways. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I gave him a B. It was one of those things where obviously he started off so well, so you have really high expectations. I ain't had high expectations before because I'd seen him play for Southampton a few times and uh, thought he was, was good for that kind of level. Um, so League Two should be a cakewalk for him. Um, obviously, injuries and climate change made it a little bit more difficult going forward. But I think the one thing that I would say with, with Isgrove that maybe makes the B rather than A a little bit harsh on my part is that even in January, February, I didn't get the impression that he wasn't working hard for the team. Like his work rate was still really good, but his just output wasn't wasn't always great. So I remember particularly for like a maybe that Northampton game, just a few sort of really like stray balls that were going uh, sort of forward and uh, just finding that quite uh, frustrating. Um, so it's one of those ones where I think a, a break um, and uh, the chance to have a pre-season again um, will hopefully do him good if he does stay on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where it, it, if I'd have been doing B pluses, then uh, it definitely would have been that. But um, I, I can't quite give him an A just because the, the output did drop. Our final midfielder played 36 times for Swindon over the season. Just the one goal. We say just the one, considering he was top scorer the previous season. Of course, it's Michael Doughty. Ben, what'd you go for? A B. It would have been a high B if I was doing pluses, but um, but yeah, a, a, a good a good B for Michael Doughty. As you said, uh, just the one goal, which is a bit of a shame. A very good free kick, and he's unfortunate to be taken off penalty duty uh, for Owen Doyle, who's some records. But he, he did very well in the field generally, controlled it, and was the usual 
Michael Doughty's self and I think he's still got his protractors that, that don't like his language sort of style of play but generally I, I, I prefer to see him strolling about and, and bossing the field which he usually does but um, yeah I think he was just just below that that um, you know upper brand of, of players that were touted for awards and, and were getting lavished every week so a, a good B for Michael Doughty but uh, another B Connor he's an A grade for me but what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I just gave him a B based on the fact that the season was maybe not quite as good as the season before um, and just that it took him a little while to build in. So if you were going based on kind of November onwards, Doughty, um, then absolutely he would be an A and a good, a very strong A at that. But um, the, the August, September Doughty, um, obviously was kind of in and out of the team, um, got that red card at Cheltenham. Um and just because he'd set such high standards in his initial loan spells with us and um, in uh, the previous season, um, I just thought I can't be handing out too many A's. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of that form, especially December, January, February, some of those passes that I've seen uh, him play and that we've all seen him play are just, oh, that, that doesn't belong at League Two level. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see him playing at a higher level next season and... Um, yeah, we're very, very lucky to have him at the squad. And uh, I think on his day, probably, uh, probably our best midfielder. But um, yeah, I can't get behind people that don't, that don't like him. I think they are probably more wrong than I was about Anthony Grant. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he, he is, uh, he's getting a B from me for, for this season. But I'm sure if he continues in the form he's in now, he's getting an A next season. So I have no worries about that. He grabbed the squad by the scruff of the neck last year. This year, he was allowed to just blend in and do his thing with no pressure. And I think it's an A grade. Some of those assists, some of that vision, just unbelievable. And this is a player who wants to be at Swindon Town as well, which goes a long way as far as I'm concerned. You're both overruled. It's an A grade. Okay, so (laughs) we'll move on to the forwards. The first two didn't get medals, unfortunately, but they were part of the celebrations. Um, Admiral Musquay came with quite a bit of fanfare, really, because when he arrived on loan from Leicester City, it was considered quite the thing because there were teams in League One that wanted him. But he made five appearances all from the bench. He never got the opportunity to to really show us what he can do and didn't really win fans over in those cameos, which I think was completely unfair. I think he would have been very important in the final stages of the season had they happened. But Ben, what did you give him? Uh, it's a C for me just because he was doing that sort of cameo appearance sort of thing towards the uh, towards the season when he was when he was playing. I'm sure if the season wasn't entailed and um, and got a bit more well, it got completed normally. He would have scored a couple of goals and vital goals when he came off the bench to stretch the game out. But because he only got a handful of games and, and didn't get that that full run towards the end of the season, I kind of give him a C. But um, I've got very little doubt that if we had a, a full season, Musgrove would have played um, an important part in some of the games in the final furlong of the season. Connor, it's hard to disagree with that, isn't it? Yeah, you're both right. C. Lovely <laughs> stuff. OK, so the next player featured 10 times um, for Swindon over the season, which I think I was a bit surprised um, when I when I saw that. Most of them coming in the early stages of the campaign, but he did return um, in January as well. When you think 
Matty Palmer got a, a medal for four minutes. So perhaps maybe think it was unfair that Scott Twine missed out on a medal. That might be me just being a hopeless romantic because he's a local kid. But what did you go for, Ben? Another C, just because he was in and around the squad. I think I probably would have given him a, a not applicable normally, but I think he just about reached the threshold, so I'll give him a, a safe C. But uh, that's only many because I'm not giving out F because he didn't really fail. He didn't really do anything. An E would have been harsh for someone who only played you know, a handful of games. So um, just a standard generic C for Scott Twine. Yeah, for the same kind of reasons I gave him a D, just because I, I kind of... Um... I I mean I'm surprised he played that much to be honest looking at the the statistics but um yeah he, he it's just one of those things where um you kind of hope that he might have a couple of moments where he could kick on from like even if it's just a, like a a scrappy goal or um a really really good performance that you can at least sort of um look back on but um yeah I, he he played his part um but um compared to um some of the other players uh, that I've given him a C um, given this SC, he's not had um, that that large impact, and uh, yeah, I, I hope he goes on and uh, maybe has a, a little bit more of it next season. But uh, obviously, uh, you never know. So the final four players I've done in order of goals because I wanted to do it in a certain order. If I'm honest with you, this player featured the majority of the season, playing 39 appearances for Swindon, scoring twice made more assists for Swindon during this title-winning campaign than anyone else. It's Kane Woolery. Ben, what'd you go for? A C for me, Pud, because I think we always want Kane Woolery to, to kick it up a gear and really improve. And although there was some improvement there, I don't think it was um, enough to be really noteworthy. And we didn't have the most improved award this year, mainly because uh, Kane Woolery you know, didn't really um, excel loads. I think he, he did what he was supposed to do. He was a very important member of the team. But because he was... You know, a similar-ish Kane Willery. I think he stays at a C for me, but um, I think some people would definitely have him as a B and, and perhaps Connor has as well. I do. Well, you look at my nose, Ben. Like, <clears throat> that's cheating. <laughs> uh, I've done little research and I'm not looking at your notes, but uh, I'm glad you've taken up smoking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Frog was just uh, passing by and I had to eat it. But um... <laughs> before, before you, in this podcast, own awards... Kane Woodery got the Unsung Hero Award and, you know, I think I think he would have just about got a B as far as I was concerned because I think he does a lot of work that does go unnoticed. But Connor, what do you give? Yeah, I mean, for me, he's on the BA borderline. Um, I, I've never bought into, uh, well, at least this season, I'm not bought into the thing that he's, he's not uh, a hard worker or that he wastes a lot of chances. I think he, uh, he he's quite... He, a lot of the chances that he misses, he misses, he creates himself as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind that too much. Um, obviously, he got the most assists this season, and that it wasn't like a small number of assists because people were doing solo goals or getting penalties or something. He obviously set up quite a few of them. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things. He's not that clinical, but then um, neither was, for example, Lloyd Isgrove, and he was sort of celebrated for most of the season. So um, I would give them sort of similar kind of grades um so i gave him a b the next player played 22 times over the season would have been more had it not been for injury scoring six goals three of them in the same game against cambridge united he has since left the club to join blackpool where he wants to play blackpool's brand of football under critchley 
Seems like a dig, as we discussed in the previous episode. It's Keshi Anderson. Ben, what'd you give him? A B for me. I think, again, similar to reasons for Kane Woolery, he did improve, and I think he imp- improved more than Kane Woolery and deserves that, that upper grade. But I don't think he, he quite went on leaps and bounds that he would have wanted to, but certainly was you know a marked improvement that he deserves a, a higher grade for. So, again, if I was doing you know periphery grades, it would be a, a high B, but Keshi uh, Anderson stays on a B, and I'm very glad he got a B, but I'm sure... Some people might give him an F now or an, or a U, uh, but uh, but I'll give him a B because he, he did have a, he did have a good season. Deserves uh, any credit he gets. Connor, do you feel he's a snake? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I gave him a B as well. Um, it's a difficult one because I think his performances were a lot better than the previous seasons. Um, I think he was one of our best players when he was on the pitch, and he played enough football that I probably could have considered him for an A. Um, but definitely, the move to Blackpool hasn't. Um, affected my judgment here because I sent these last week and I wasn't aware he was going to leave the club at that point so um, yeah it's a B I definitely fought that and before he left uh, for Blackpool um, maybe I'll take it down to a C because I'm bitter uh, no he's yeah he, he can have a B and I'll just stick with Ben's reasonings the final two then the penultimate player played 31 times for Swindon scoring 13 goals we may not see him again in a Swindon shirt it'll be a great shame because he put in a Heck of a shift. It's Jerry Yates. Ben, what do we go for? Quite an easy A here. I think he started off brilliantly. And like I said uh, in the previous podcast, there was some doubts after some preseason performances, but he started like a house on fire with two goals in his first two games and then really kicked on. You know, sadly, he didn't get the, the full run at striker that he would have liked. And I wasn't quite as much of an admirer of Jerry Yates as a winger, but certainly even though he was a winger, he was um, still putting in good performances, still doing a lot of off-the-ball running and still doing a lot of pressing to keep Swindon ticking over and, and coming up with assists and, and, and goals and was the second top goal scorer at the club and in the league. So he deserves a lot of credit for that and did well when uh, when Doyle was, was out scoring goals against Bradford when uh, Doyle was ineligible and, and crew when, when Doyle had gone back to Bradford. So, um, yeah, pretty easy A for Jerry Yates, even if uh, he didn't get quite um, as long as a, a striker. Um, but he was still a regular goal scorer, even on the wing. So, yeah, quite an easy A decision for uh, for Jerry Yates. And hopefully he will come back. But I think that will prove um, quite difficult as, as the summer rolls on. Connor, Jerry was one of the reasons behind the feel-good factor, I would say, at Swindon over the season because of his personality and his enthusiasm just to be playing for Swindon Town. What did you give him? Yeah, easy, eh? Um, <clears throat> he was... He did, he did better than we'd have expected, even based on like positive reviews from um, previous clubs. Um, I'm uh, a big fan of his. Glad to see him this season. And uh, it would be really nice if he would join next season. But obviously, it's not necessarily the most likely thing. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't think you can say um, much better than than just looking at the, the figures. And for a guy who played largely out wide, 13 goals. Um, is no bad return whatsoever. Um, and like you say, that feel-good factor um, and his personality definitely seems to have helped because uh, he's popular with the fans, popular with the other players by by the sounds of things. And um, yeah, um, I don't, I I don't know. It's, it's difficult not to fall into cliches because I guess we've spoken about him so much this season. Um, and there is another player that will fall into even more cliches about um, in a brief moment, but um, yeah, he uh, he couldn't have got lower than an A for me. 
Yeah, the next player is probably going to be the most discussed player in the podcast's history, even if this podcast goes on for years and years longer. It was the most bizarre and great sagas the bizarre stuff off the off the field with the with the Bradford to and fro and the the great stuff being that magnificent run of goals where he equaled uh, Harry Morris's record of consecutive goals for Swindon he scored 25 times in just 29 appearances for Swindon it's Owen Doyle uh, I've given Owen Doyle a D uh, no I'm joking <laughs> obviously it's a uh... The, the easiest A ever in the history of, uh, of player ratings. There's not a lot I can say that hasn't already been said. And I'm a bad writer and even worse talker. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to say he scored a lot of goals, broken, uh, leveled records, uh, got national attention over and over again. Ginger Pele chance, re- regular appearances on, uh, on, on on Marley's videos on on uh, on Twitter. So yeah, Owen Doyle, easy uh, player of the year for me. Anthony Grant running close, but I think uh, I'd give it to Doyle and, and probably the easiest decision anyone's had to give to give him um, the A in the highest possible grade because, uh, you know, 25 goals in, tw- uh, in, in 29 games is the most ridiculous return and uh, we won't see that again for a very long time. So yeah, A for Doyle would be the least surprising news ever. I can't believe he's not giving him an A star. It's disgusting, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> rules are rules that I completely made up and had no... Uh, had that instruction too, but I'm following my own rules that are completely made up. Yeah, I mean, in terms of goal-scoring seasons, it's not the highest that we've seen from a Swindon player, but that's because it was cut short by a global pandemic. And I'm sure that uh, Simon Cox, Billy Painter, Charlie Austin, uh, Super Sammy Parkin would have all also fallen afoul of, if they'd have fallen afoul of a pandemic, they would have also scored less goals in their respective seasons with us. So, um in terms of goal-scoring performances in the games that he had, it was unparalleled um, in the modern era. Um, and you can't really say anything other than that. Like, you, how could you not give uh, someone who scored uh, in 11 consecutive games, sometimes multiple goals in those games, the uh, the highest possible mark? So, uh, like I said, with, with Rob Hunt, um, if it had been uh, a case of marking out of 100, I'd have been giving 99, 98, 97. Um, pretty much the same with uh, with Owen Doyle because... Uh, you know, still not over the handball offside, that the, the handball goal on the opening uh, on his debut. But um, other than that, he's got a perfect uh, report. So there we have the gradings for another year out of the way. We look forward to seeing how the squad fares next year. God knows how that's going to go. Whether we're all going to be just following that on iFollow or what have you. Ben, Connor, thank you. Cheers, Rich. Yeah, thank you. The Low Strangers is proudly sponsored by the official STFC Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford and the artwork was provided expertly by John Daglish. Thanks for listening.
Connor, do you feel he's a snake? No. What do you Unfortunately, get? Unfortunately, no. I, I should have had a funnier remark there, but uh, yeah, I gave him a bit. <laughs> uh, well, it's killed it regardless. So we'll just get rid of that whole bit and go, Connor, would you agree? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I gave him a B as well. Um... Hello, Callum Kennedy here. I just wanted to say a big congratulations to Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 